0: bookworms welcome to the picky bookworm podcast i am so glad you're here i am the picky bookworm and i love bringing recognition to indie and self-published books through book reviews proofreading and podcasting every saturday i get to talk to a member of the writing community from book bloggers to authors and even other podcasters like myself I'll include a link to my website where you can leave a comment with your thoughts on the show or questions for the author that I may not have gotten to. You can also find information on how to sponsor this podcast. Ready? Grab your tea, wine, or laundry, and let's get to it. Okay. Hi, everybody. We are here with Mark, otherwise known as Fantasy Book Nerd. And we um, discussed in another segment that I had to delete for unknown reasons, um, what we enjoy about fantasy books. Um, you had mentioned, if you want to go ahead and reiterate what you were what you had talked about. Yes.
1: You know, I right, like many things, that you know, like when it comes to fantasy books, I like, you know, like that people will take old ideas, rehash them, you know, and bring something new to the genre. I think, you know, like at the moment I'm reading Joe Abercrombie among one thing, you know, so I kind of like read, you know, like like the grim dark kind of things. But I started mainly with David Eddins, which, you know, like with the, hero, the heroic type of fantasy and the, the Chosen Ones and things like that. And that was my... Really, entry point into you know, like fantasy, and that was very many moments ago. (laughs)
0: Um, yeah, I um, and you had said something about you know, enjoying horror, and you know, I think being
1: dip into those of horror and sci fi, I dip into you know, like quite a number of different you know, different types of books, whichever way you know, I'll go into quite a number of things,
0: yeah, and I think that being being a true book nerd means you're not going to limit yourself to just one genre you may you may love fantasy books, but you're going to read other genres as well, and you're going to diversify in that respect
1: exactly you know i I diversify into a number of different genres you know like I think last year I recently read one by a woman that I've not heard of from 1950s, which were Barbara Commons, which were an exceptionally, it's a really good book, very dark, but very good. <laughs> you know?
0: What was what was the name
1: of it? It's a lady called Barbara Commons, and it's a book called The Vet's Daughter, which is set in Edwardian London, you know, and... kind of has some magical realism to it but it's a very dark book you know in all aspects of it
0: (laughs) and and we just actually hit on one of the genres i really only have like two or three genres that i just tend to shy away from um one is historical fiction Uh i i have run into um historical fiction books that are way too real for me, where the the author has done so much research that it's just, it's not my thing. And then I have also run into other historical fiction, I use that term loosely in this respect, where the author has chosen a time period to set their, their book, but it has done no research into the language used in that time period. Um, I read one book where the narrator refers to somebody as three sheets to the wind, but it was set in like Sherlock Holmes era London.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> and, you know, and I'm like, o- okay, I'm, Okay, um, she, she speaks like a modern girl and she's, yeah, okay. <laughs> I was just very confused by the whole situation. Um, and uh, I know you've listened to the podcast before. So when I am speaking negatively about a book, I am very careful to not mention author or book title um yes i i do not believe in kicking somebody's baby i will it's kind of it's kind of like gossip you know i will tell you a funny story that happened to someone i know but if it's embarrassing to them i won't tell you who it was
1: yes yeah i I think i go generally with that kind of thing because you know when we're doing these things and we are reviewing books etc we we don't want to put some negatives on something that somebody's put so much hard work into and they are quite proud of. And I do it much the same. I'd rather not put the author or, you know, like what book it particularly is
0: you well, know, and, in relation to that. And when it comes to something like that, where it's a use of language that I don't necessarily agree with, I'm not going to blast them for that. Yes. You know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and I know not I, I, I I've done that a couple of times. You know, I've read books, and I thought that doesn't seem to quite fit whatsoever. It jars, you know, something in my head, you yeah. know, that doesn't really fit into what I expect, you yeah. know, and it moves me out of that particular time period. And I keep, and then it, it kind of mars it in some respects because I've been thinking, "Well, that don't work. That didn't. That wasn't supposed to be there."
0: It does, and I think, <laughs> and I think I read the book that I'm talking about. I think I read back towards the beginning of my book blogging career. Um, And I think I actually reviewed it on my blog. (laughs) So again, I'm not going to tell you the title of it because I don't want somebody going back and reading the the review and putting me on blast for it because that's just not fun. Um, But one of the... You know, one of the things that I don't do, and I saw a, a couple conversations on Twitter this morning, um, I don't I don't post one or two star reviews. I don't know how you feel about that. Um, in fact, about six months ago, approximately, I quit posting stars and giving star ratings on my blog, period. Um, because so many different bloggers and so many different reviewers use those star ratings in different ways. And authors are going to also take those star ratings in different ways. They're not going to take it in the exact same way that the reviewer intended it. How do you feel about star
1: ratings? Well, you know, on my blog, I don't use star ratings. You know, it's something that I purposefully didn't want to do, you know what I mean, whether I didn't want to, you know, like give the arbitrary star or the number or, you know, like I wanted to do a review of the book so the reader could take that review and see what they liked about the book rather than it being an arbitrary number of this is how much I liked it, this is how much, the etc et cetera. Sometimes I do have to give those star ratings when I put something up on, you know, like various sites that we have to, you know,
0: right.
1: like Amazon and Goodreads, you know, that you do have to put a star rating in. But, on the whole, I try to shy away from them really, and let the person make their own judgments about to see what I like the book and whether they think that they that it can actually you know like use that information and feel that they want to read it as well
0: yeah i that's my to- my feelings about it exactly i I would rather tell you and I don't know why this is recording weird I would rather tell you what I like and what I didn't like about the book rather than give you a you know I rated this book three stars you read it and you're like well this was a five-star book what are you talking about three stars and then you get in this whole argument thing and I just can't I can't do that to somebody, you know, I would rather, you know, if I didn't like something about a book, I will put that in my review, but I'm not exactly, but I'm not going to assign an arbitrary number to my opinion because it's all it boils down to is that book review is my opinion. It is one person's opinion. And, you know, if, if I'm going to let a number, you know, assign value to that opinion, that, as far as I'm concerned, that doesn't really help anybody.
1: No, it doesn't. No. And I think that's one of the things here is that you hit upon. Reviews are very subjective in how, you know, like, the, what we're doing. For the, me, they're kind of like a way to express what I felt, you know, like that I'm using.
0: Uh-oh, we lost
1: it. I like this book, it was, you know, and that's what I want to convey in the actual review rather than, you know, like, putting it's three stars, so this is how much I liked it. Yeah. And you know, I want somebody to make their own judgment and read it and think, yes, that sounds something that I've been...
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, I, and, you know, part of our job, I guess, for lack of a better word, as book reviewers is to help give visual, um, what what is the word I'm looking for? Um, I told you brain parts were going to happen. Um, notice, um, Oh my gosh, I can't think of the word. Uh, but it's to give those authors notice in the in the world. Uh, we want people to read their books and we want people to enjoy their books. And I think by, you know, telling people what I did and did not like about a book, I want them to read my review and... One way or the other, I want them to read it and say, that doesn't really sound like a book I would enjoy. Or, that sounds amazing, I must have that book now. <laughs> you know, I, w- I want them to yes. fall on either, yeah, either exactly. side of that. That's,
1: that's right.
0: uh, My recording, I am so sorry, you guys. My recording is messing up today. I don't normally have this trouble. I don't know what's going on. Um, Okay, so we have discussed star ratings. What, in the fantasy book world, what is your favorite sub-genre of fantasy books?
1: It's a difficult one because I've always had this kind of thing in, in relation to I'll just read any range, you know, regarding, you know, I think I tend to gravitate more towards the grim-dark area, really, in all honesty. You know, that's where I tend to gravitate towards. Unintentionally, <laughs> but I'll read whatever, you know what I mean? I kind of like epic fantasy, I like, you know. So I'm more of a mood reader in relation to, you know... Oh, I love mood um, readers. ...genre. It's like...
0: Mood, mood like, readers are my favourite people. I'm such a mood reader. Yeah. And people that can... People that at the beginning of a month, decide, okay, these, this is the eight books that I'm going to read this month and actually read those eight books. On one hand, I admire those people. <laughs> on the other hand, I oh, I too. don't... I can't identify with them at
1: all. I, I I try to have this, you know, like, I'm going to read this, you know, and then... I might start off and then about midway through I'm like okay. I'm gonna go there today. <laughs> you <know>? I
0: yeah, <laughs> one one thing that I have noticed about mood readers is we usually have three or four books going at once. Is that you?
1: Yeah, I've got about three going at the moment. Yeah. You know, I've got three different things going at the moment. Um, some of them down to constraints of the um, reviewing, you know, that these people have asked me to review them. So, yeah. you know, like I generally put to the top of the TBR list. But the, the other ones where I'm like, I mean, like I, said, I've, like I said earlier, I've got Joe Abercrombie on audio read, audio book at the moment as well. So I've got that going and then I've got something else going and I'm, into
0: this one as well yeah I am let's see I am reading one book for review for an author um I am reading another book that I handed my husband my kindle my husband who does not read um I handed him my kindle and said here pick me a book so he goes scrolling down through it, and he has he has this thing where if somebody on TV says duty, like D U T Y, he laughs and goes, "They said duty." Um, yes, my my husband, um, ladies and gentlemen. But he so he's scrolling through my Kindle. And he picks out this book that it's called Bound by Duty, D-U-T-Y. I'm not going to mention the author, one, because I can't remember who it is, and two, because of what my husband said. He hands me my Kindle back and says, read Bound by Duty because it has duty in it. <laughs> and and I just could I mean, I was like, okay, I have to now, um, cause my husband, ladies and gentlemen, um, and I, I'm enjoying it so far. Um, it's, it's a very interesting story. I don't know. It's not a book that was given to me by an author. It's just one I have in my library, um, so it will yeah. pro- it will probably end up on monthly review of my books that i read that month but i doubt it will get a full review because it's just a book i have in my yeah. library just to read for enjoyment it's not one that's i've specifically designated for review um so it is very good so far it is in i want to say the urban fantasy sub- subgenre um and you know I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. Um real quick question, totally changing the subject here. Um Have you read Crow Man by David Ray?
1: So that again they just caught out as you so said it.
0: Ah, Crow Man by David Ray. Have you read it?
1: No. No, I haven't. I've heard of it. it uh, is... you know, like I would...
0: It's in the dark fantasy subgenre. So it sounds like it might be just right up your alley. Um
1: slightly. You do realize that when we finish this, I'll be off on on my Kindle, on to my Kindle <laughs> to Um
0: Yeah, David David Ray, it's spelled um R A E is how his last right. name is spelled and it's Crow Man all one word. Um I just finished the book and wrote my review of it last week. Um, so oh yeah. I yeah. So I I recommend that you read it if especially if you enjoy dark fantasy. Um because it's dark fantasy is I enjoy it because it doesn't always have a happy ending. You know, yes. there's yeah. you get some of the closure that you need and I will warn you this book is part of a trilogy um okay so you're not going to get a whole lot of closure with this particular book um but he did write it to the point that i need the other two books um, <laughs> so i'm i'm not giving spoilers i well, promise i'm not giving spoilers you
1: would <laughs> you would i will be definitely often investigating <laughs>
0: Um, well, I hope you enjoy it and, um, I, I definitely hope that you get a chance to, uh, read it and you can, you can find David on Twitter. Um, he is at D R D V D R A E. I believe is his handle on Twitter super super nice guy um he actually had contacted me and asked me to review Crow Man for him um last year um, and i finally and i finally got to it um and i was really and i was actually really sad that i hadn't read it for so long because it was it was one of those dark fantasy books that while a semi-slow read, it took me a little bit to get through it, but I was glad mm-hmm. that I had the experience. It was it was a very good book for being a dark fantasy. So, I hope you read it and I hope you enjoy it.
1: I probably will. It'll be probably like downloaded by about oh I should say about five o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I must be an advertiser's dream because I just see things, especially books. And I think, Ooh, let that's there." I, I'm, I'm on. I recently, I, I, I was scrolling through to today and then I saw, um, a series that Sam Hawkes was, was talking about and she, uh, I can't remember, it was Ka, I can't remember the exact author at the moment, but straight away I was thinking, that sounds really interesting next thing i know i've got it
0: (laughs) i yeah i when i have the extra money sadly i'm the same way um my mom is absolutely hilarious i have recommended two books to her over the past year and both times i told her mom you need this book and it was downloaded within 5 minutes. Um and I asked her the I asked her the other day I recommended a book to her um Ascension of the Phoenix by Jessica Pirro. Um it's another book that um an author oh, yes. an author gave me um and that's um partially fantasy um partially urban it's it had a very Mortal Kombat feel to it um and I I have not written my review yet but that was that was one of the things that really stood out to me was just the feel because it's a fighting tournament and it's you know kind of for the fate of the world kind of thing and um so it definitely had some Mortal Kombat feels to it. And I was about halfway through it. My mom happened to be over. And I showed her the cover and I said, Mom, you need this book. I was like, you're really going to enjoy it. And she was like, okay. She gets out her Kindle and starts scrolling through Kindle <laughs> looking for it. And um, I asked her, I was like, why... You know, I was like, "Are you not going to read a review of it or anything?" She goes, "No, I trust you." She's like, "You know what I like." (laughs) Okay, Um, so I'm really going to have to do that more often. (laughs) My my mom's going to get more indie books now. Let me tell you.
1: What? Uh, I love to go into books like that. You know, like completely blind, no reviews, no background information whatsoever. You know, I recently read one called um, Infernal by Mark DeJega. I had absolutely no idea about what it was about. I'd not read any reviews. I'd not seen any blurbs about it. I read it, and I thought, that was that was amazing. I really enjoyed that brand-new absolutely nothing about it. Oh, I love <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, and what's really sad for me is, A lot of the books that authors have given me. Because I've actually shut down reviews for a while. um, Because I've got to get through my author submissions. Um, But. They'll usually send me. A. Send me an email through my website. Give me a blurb. Explain what the book is about. I will think it sounds awesome. And I will send them back. A. A yes or a no. And you know. Then by the time I actually get to the book, I've completely forgotten what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so I'm, so like with Ascension of the Phoenix, I went, I basically went into the book blind. I could not remember for the life of me what the book was about. And it's so far, it's one of my favorite books of the year.
1: Okay.
0: um, It's, it's so good. It's about this young lady. Her name is Layla. And let me tell you, Layla is hashtag goals. She is awesome. She um, she does um, a martial art that they call Five Animals Kung Fu. Okay. And, you know, you've heard of the, the different styles of kung fu, like panther and snake and bear, and, yeah. you know, all of that. Well she does all of them. She she'll go into a fight and she will, you know, start out in like the snake stance and then somebody'll throw a throw an attack at her that causes her to move over into bear. Yeah. And so she just kind of moves through the through the different animals when she's in a fight. And she her um boyfriend gets killed right at the beginning of the book. So it's not a spoiler, but he gets killed and she just kind of shuts down. She doesn't, she's, you know, she was a cop in New York city. She's not going to work. She's, you know, she just kind of shuts down because she missed him so much. And she is walking through Chinatown and this guy comes up to her and asks her if she will help him in a street fight and it's it's a tag fight so it's two against two one one fighter at a time from each side yeah and you know just kind of on the spur of the moment she tells him she will and she goes into the street fight with him which creates a rather unique partnership between the two of them, where they become street fighters. Well, when she gets an invitation to a to a tag fight on an island called Panordum, could okay. be wrong about that. Um, the owner of this like big, huge, multi-billionaire company has come up with this tournament fight. And so she and her partner go to this um to this island to participate in this in this fight. So it's, you know, it has kind of those mortal combat mm-hmm. feelings to it. Um and it was it was a very good book. It's another book that I recommend you put on your TBR. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think you might be sounding uh, <laughs> really good at the moment. Yeah, <laughs>
0: and, I will, and I will be... I wish my sound was better. I will be writing my review to publish probably Tuesday mm-hmm. um, of next week. So that's what I'm hoping for. I'm going to give myself a couple of days um, to get my thoughts like really in order for that. Um, I, I have you know, for January, I decided at the beginning of the month that I was going to post every day, whether it was a bookish post, whether it was, yeah, that did not last very long. I think that lasted like a couple of weeks (laughs) because I realized, well, because I realized that those other posts while fun and while they probably bring traffic to my site, they were not the posts that I truly enjoy writing. You know, my, I love writing book reviews. You know, I love taking my time and making sure that my book review is just really on point before publishing. And if I only have a day to do that, that's not fair to the author. Um, So, you know, I will be going back down to posting one or two times a week, mostly book reviews. If I have another post that I just really want to write, then I will write it. But, you know, I just really want to stick with my book reviews.
1: That's generally the way that I go at the moment. You know, like I've tried doing other things and I try to do them, you know, like, list things the best of months and etc etc and which i enjoy doing but they actually are quite you know like time consuming now i want to get the reviews out especially the books that i've read right. you know i mean like i've just recently read and um, marcus lee's tristan polly so that's my next and, and also some p jelly clark i can't
0: um, wait to read your review on tristan's or, polly I, I'm really i have that book I have that book in my library, and while I don't have time to read it right now i- enj- i really enjoyed kings and demons so I'm really looking forward to tristan's folly
1: yes yeah it, it's it's really good I enjoyed it it's you know i I finished it yesterday um it, and actually started another book straight after but there you go <laughs> you know of course I mean book nerds hello yeah totally different genre I've got into horror now <laughs> um, now I've got into some Lovecraftian horror so you know there we are <laughs> you know completely different but yeah I love Marcus Lee's writing you know, and I love Kings of Demon, Kings and Demons and this one as well you know it just continues the story perfectly Okay. Good. Uh, then I actually have the last book as well, because I'm on the um, blog, um, I think it's in March, so I won't be reading that one next.
0: I've got so so
1: many books lined up at the moment, you know, I'm like, oh, okay. I've got um, a little Tarzan, the Vultures book that he wrote.
0: What? um,
1: That's another one that I'm going to be starting probably on Monday.
0: um, You just said um, that you were... Reading a, uh, the third book for a book tour. What company do you use for your book tours, for your blog tours? Yes. What What company yeah. do you use, or do you work with, or do you for work with
1: multiple ones? Is, it's um, Storytellers on Tour that does the um, blog tours. The witches organize that. So. With that, you know, you apply to whichever, you know, like books that you're doing. I've got a couple this month in relation to that. So, you know, um, Storytellers on, on com is the one that I usually go with okay. for blog tours.
0: Yeah, I just saw them on Twitter this morning. Um, I go, I usually work with um, Emma over at Damp Pebbles. I don't know if you've worked with her yet or not. Um No. She gets some really good books for her blog tours. Um, She doesn't, yeah, she doesn't. I haven't seen many fantasy books, um, but she usually has the books that I'm like, okay, that sounds good. And then I read the book, I'm like, okay, yeah, that book was really good. Um, Even if it's not in a genre that I will typically read. the last one that I did for her was um, the memories we bury by HL okay. and yeah. that book, you know, again, I went into it totally blind. Um, Cause I had forgotten what it was about by the time I started reading it. And
1: yeah. could,
0: <laughs> I could not put it down. Like this book was amazing. And so I'm like, okay, Emma really knows her stuff. She knows the good books. And um, so I, you know, I decided this year, uh, starting in March, because I didn't want to, like, overwhelm myself right at the beginning of the year, uh, But starting in March I'm going to be doing one book with her per month. And oh, that's cool. So, yeah, you said you had a couple. I'm not sure I could do two blog tours in a month. Um,
1: Well, one of them, you know, I had that originally. I had Vultures originally. And then obviously when Marcus's book came out, I was, I I really enjoyed Marcus's books and I was like, Yes, I'm. I'm I'm applying for that one straight away. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and and if I had if I had seen that book on their website, I probably would have done the same thing. Um. But, um. Okay, so we've talked about books we're reading. We've talked about books we want to read. What is who is an auto buy author for you besides Marcus because that already we already know you love his books who's an auto buy author Ooh, like you definitely. will just buy their books regardless of...
1: oh, an auto buy author um Mike Shackle very definitely who is that you know, I read his books Mike Shackle
0: what kind of books does he read really? right I'm sorry
1: um again that's probably grim dark fantasy well it starts off as grim dark fantasy (laughs) okay you know it it starts with we are the dead he is midway and his series has just absolutely blown me away you know in how he writes and everything um the first one with we are the dead is essentially again it's not a spoiler but he might when we get to an end of a fantasy book, we usually expect a climactic battle, don't we, in relation to you know that something like this is going to happen. Well, that's how it starts and <laughs> the good guys lose. <laughs> oh no. Okay. That sounds Yeah, that
0: sounds interesting. Okay.
1: Yes. And
0: Or you read a book and everybody. And dies. So it might,
1: it might... <laughs> but then the second book moves on and it kinda of like moves more into like epic fantasy. You know, and it's just amazing. It's really one of my favorite books. It, it very much auto buy. Okay. You know, um, Matthew Ward with Legacy of Ash and Legacy of Steel. You know, anything that Matthew Ward puts out, it, it's just like that. It's bought, <laughs> no questions asked. Yeah. Again, epic fantasy. I... What about yours?
0: Um. I don't know. Probably PC and Kristen Cast um, are an auto buy. Um, Michael Crichton would be another auto buy.
1: Um, Ooh, Michael Crichton, yeah. Michael
0: Crichton, I love his books. Um, my favorite book of his um, is actually his least scary, which is really funny. Um, his uh, book, Airframe, which I think should totally be oh, made yeah. into a movie. I think it should totally be a movie. Um, and I'm really sad that they haven't made one from it yet. Um, and then uh, PC and Kristen cast. They wrote the House of Night series. And uh-huh. it's um they are vampire books, but they're a different take on. Yeah the vamp, this, you know, the typical vampire genre. Um, and I, she has, the, it's a mother daughter team and they have so many books out right now that I just cannot afford. And it makes me so sad <laughs> that I can't afford all of these books. Um, and I, I need all the books. I'm just, I'm telling you right now, I just need all the books. Whether I have time to read them or not. Um, and let's see. In I did read the first three in a new series by W.J. May earlier this year. Um, and I really enjoyed those books. They were uh, the first three in the Queen's Alpha series and she she has I went and looked at her um repertoire of books that she's written ladies written a lot of books um at least I'm assuming the author's a lady I could be wrong um I'm going to hope that the author's a lady please don't please don't be mad at me if you're not um but (laughs) just based on the three books by her that I have read She, you know, again, if I had the money, she would be an auto buy author for me. I would just buy all of her books because the, she tells, she tells her stories in such a real way. Like her characters are just very, they're all very relatable in very different ways. Um, definitely fantasy. Um, but they, but yeah, her characters are just amazing and um yeah,
1: I want all of her books, just all of them. Yeah, I I can understand <laughs> that. My used to, my used to go to author you know, auto author we we used to be it used to be Terry Pratchett and I've got all loads of Terry Pratchett books. Regardless of whatever released, I bought everything. You know, I was a big Terry Pratchett fan, you know, and got things signed and got collections and various different things. So, so it has been finding, you know, like, different authors throughout this year. it has been really good because there's been such a massive range of books. I've been finding different authors, you know, like Mike Shackle, like Evan Winters, you know, Marcus Lee and various things, and just buying all sorts in relations to, you know, like, ooh, I love that one, <laughs> you
0: know? <laughs> and, well, and finding finding authors so early on in their career – we get to yes. s- we get to say we knew them when.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not very often I get that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we get to say you know, oh, I uh, I have a signed copy of his first edition. You know, like, um, SD Reed um, actually sent me a signed copy of his book, um, Kerwall Town. Yes. Okay, I, yeah. Yes, I'm bragging. Um, and, you know, so yeah, when he when he makes it, you know, I'll be able to say I have a signed first edition. And you know, so yeah, we'll we'll get to say, you know, especially as as book bloggers and reviewers, you know, we'll get to say for a lot of these authors, hey, I've known him for years. You should check out his yeah. books, you know. Um, and just kind of give us, you know, just a little bit of bragging rights there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've got a couple that I can. I, I just got like, in the last couple of months, a couple of books that have been signed that have really meant something to me. You know, I've got one from Dan Fitzgerald, um, the second one in the Mayor Cycle. And I also got one from Mike Shackle as well, you know, from We Are the Dead. And it's got, um, you know, it's signed and it's got a drawing in there that is done of one of the characters. And I'm like, you know, like, going around the house going, look at that. <laughs> you know, showing it off, like, look at it.
0: That's look at so it. cool. Yeah, my, um, I have three signed books. Uh, two are from my, two of my indie book friends. Um, mm-hmm. One is Seb Reed, um, the other one is The Goners. Volume okay. One by Kenyon Gagne. Um, I know I'm probably pronouncing his name so wrong. He actually like tweeted me on how to pronounce his last name, and I'm pretty sure I'm still butchering it. Um, and then <laughs> I was able to go to a book signing for Ted Decker for his book The Sanctuary. Um, Ted Decker is a is a mainstream. Um, I'm going to call him a Christian thriller author, but while he brings Christian aspects into his books and, and brings those Christian values into his books, they're not just for Christians. Like it's you could be probably a pagan, and still enjoy his books, um, because of how well they're done and how well they're written. Um, He tells an amazing story. Um, One of my favorites by him is, it's called Three. (coughs) Excuse me, and it's um, about this guy who he is driving down the highway and he gets a call on his cell phone and the person on the other end of the cell phone tells him, you need to tell the truth. If you don't, I'm going to crash your car. Uh And he's, so he's like, I don't know what truth you're talking about. And the, the person on the other end of the phone is, you know, tell the truth or I'm going to crash your car. And, So instead of letting the person crash his car, he stops his car on the side of the highway and, you know, causes a bit of traffic upheaval and all of that. And then it's just kind of, you know, moves on from there. If I tell you too much, it's going to ruin the story. That's how, I mean, that is how well it's done. It's, you can't, you can't give anything away or you're, it's just going to ruin the entire book. Um, that's another
1: one. I've I've had a few. I do recommend that one as well. Oh, I'm going to have to have a look at that one. Yeah. Um, it's a long time since I've read a thriller, you know, like a a really good thriller. Well, actually, you know, like I read a sci-fi thriller that recently, very good by Louise Carey and enjoyed that one.
0: Yeah. i like, I like a good, I like a good thriller. Um, I read one last year that was, um, It was like a spy thriller called Alpha. Uh, That one was pretty good. Um, I I've really just recently, I've just really been in the fantasy books. Like you would not believe. Um, And, you know, I'm trying to diversify my reading, but I just keep getting drawn into these just really good fantasy books. And I'm like... I give up. I'm just gonna read fantasy for the rest of my life. Um,
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, I know exactly what you mean.
0: And you know, and I try, you know, I try to diversify, um, you know, into other, you know, authors of authors of color and characters of color, and you know, all of that. And you know, I I seem to not be able to find those either. So <laughs> I just. <laughs> I give up. I'm just going to read fantasy. Um, okay, so you are a book reviewer. So you are not an author, correct?
1: No. Okay. No, I'm not an author.
0: Yeah. You just enjoy yeah. subjecting authors I to your books. opinion.
1: I just, yeah, I just generally enjoy the reading. <laughs> I, Subject- not, I don't think I ever get time to write.
0: <laughs> I Yeah, I was telling... Um, Laura last week I think it was and I could be wrong please correct me if I'm wrong but um, I was telling her last week that I I am really good at helping other authors like flesh out ideas like being a bouncing board for them if they need it I would not be able to sit down in a computer and write my own book there would just be no, no way <laughs> But I love reading I, I what other authors have created.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, I, exactly. I'm exactly the same. I like to be a sounding board. I did have aspirations at one time to do some, you know, writing and did start. And I think it must have been, gosh, what, about 20 years ago I had aspirations that I wanted to be an author. And it never got off the ground.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I I totally know how that feels. Um. I I never really had aspirations to be an author um, but I always wanted to be a blogger. You know I ever since blogging became a thing I've just you know being able to write my ideas and write my opinions out for the world to see and enjoy has just really been something that I have always enjoyed doing and You know, and I've tried blogs in, you know, different areas. You know, I did movie reviews for a while. That went nowhere. I did food for, like, a week. (laughs) That went nowhere. Um, And then when I found book reviewing and book blogging, I honestly thought I was the only one out there. I thought it was a brand new idea that nobody had ever had before. (laughs) Um, yeah, luckily, I was wrong the The book community is huge, and the writing community yes. is just amazing, and I and through it, I have found so many books that I would not have found
1: otherwise. I, I understand I, again. You know, like that. I'm relatively new when it comes to blogging. I started in September with book blogging, but much like you, I tried other avenues um, previously. One on films and television. You know, like I, I have a big thing for sci-fi. Thing films, books, etc. Tried reviewing them, and um, that fell by the wayside. <laughs>
0: then totally get I tried
1: it. music. You know, um, again. I think I actually only only did one review on that blog, and then I don't know where it went. I think it's still somewhere hiding in the blogosphere. I'm not quite sure what it's doing. (laughs) I think it might have mutated into something completely new. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I get that too.
1: Uh, I started this um, you know like the fantasybooknerd.com in September so you know very new in relation to that and it was after watching um, Mike's book reviews on YouTube I'd you know like I had I'd no idea about book blogging you know book bookstagram absolutely no idea and I stumbled onto that and then went from there and then started uh, doing my own reviews and It's been so good. You know, like, moving in, you know, like, I've never really been on Twitter, you know. um, Actually, for a number of years, I stopped all social media, and I stayed off social media for um, eight to ten years. Had, you know, absolutely no input to it whatsoever, you know. And got onto the Twitter community, obviously, met yourself, you know, and, you know, like, other people that's there. And I've been really blown away by how tight-knitly close and supportive it really is. You know, that there's people are helping, giving blogs, you know, retweeting things, you know, and I've been constantly surprised on how warm a reception that is there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I didn't use Twitter for the longest time um, because every time I was on there, it just, it felt overly political. And I am just not a political person. Um, I kind of sort of pay attention to things that, that are going on. Um, but I never, I never really feel like I'm getting the whole story. So I just kind of stay yeah. away from the news and politics and all of that. And um, so, you know, I would just stay off Twitter. And then early, <clears throat> I would say... What is want to say July or August, approximately last year, I decided to, you know, look for like hashtag books and hashtag reading and all of that on Twitter so that I could start sharing my book reviews that I had written. And I found probably the best community on Twitter. Um, y'all can disagree with me all you want. <laughs> If you're if you're listening and you're part of a different community on Twitter, you can disagree with me, that's fine. Um but, you know, just being able to make friends with authors and make friends with other book bloggers and you know, share ideas about reviews and and all of that has just been such an amazing experience for me. You know, I've got to meet people like you and um, Lara Quinn, um I've got to meet her and I've made, you know, several what I call Twitter besties. Um, and it's just it's been an amazing experience. So I completely get where you're coming from. It's just, you know, very tight knit, um, very supportive community.
1: I think that's as well. I mean, like, you mentioned something there. One of the things that really has amazed me. I mean, like, many years ago before internet connectivity and et cetera, et cetera, authors were something quite faceless, you know, that yeah. they wrote a book, it was in a bookshop, you read it, you liked the author, et cetera, et cetera. But there seems to be this, you know, like interaction between authors, which I've never expected, you know, um, and I remember quite distinctly, I, I quite, you know, I like made a comment on a particular tweet you know and it, i was relatively new then and um within that you know like john gwynn made a comment in relation in answer to what i'd said and i was like really
0: <laughs> yeah i i still i still and i've been you know it's been just under a year that i've been on book twitter and i still get excited when an author comments on a tweet you know like if i tweet out that i did you know like last week i tweeted out that i did a review for david's david ray's book and he comments and he retweets and he likes and all of that and i'm like this is so cool (laughs) authors like my reviews um you know and i still remember the First, one of the first books that I reviewed from NetGalley uh, was a book called Lead Like a Woman by Deborah Smith Pegwais. And she read my review and actually commented on it on my website, you know, identifying herself as the author of the book. I got so excited, you know, because, you know, authors just, you know, growing up like you, you know, authors were just kind of this off in the distance, faceless entity. And, um, you know, now it's like, I'm interacting with them and I'm, you know, befriending them and, you know, they're, yeah. they're yeah. real people. And it's, you know, it's just, it's super fun for me.
1: Yeah, it tells. You know, it's been really an eye opening, really surprising, you know, and something that I, you know, I never expected you know, because obviously again, you know, like going back to the days before the internet, you never met these people, except with all these that you stood in line and you know which did
0: yeah, for hours to you know get a book signed, and then maybe you'd <laughs> yeah. have five, and then maybe you'd have five seconds to have your picture taken with the author
1: exactly, yeah, you know, and or you'd get your book signed, and it was a relatively did you enjoy it, yes. Thank you. See you later. Bye
0: bye. Yeah. You know, but, you know, getting yeah, getting to actually interact with them and um you know, just it's yeah, it's just been an amazing experience for me and I know for other book blockers as well. Um that, you know, we just we enjoy this. This is, you know, why we do with what we do. It's not, you know, we didn't start our book blog to just sit and trash books. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, and and I'm sure, and I'm sure that there are probably people out there that think that's what book bloggers do is that we just sit around and trash all the books that we hated. Um, but you know, in my experience, it's not. It's you know, we want to rave about the books that we loved and we want to get those books noticed and we want people to buy those books because we enjoyed them and we want to tell you about it
1: yeah and that's exactly it you know we don't trash books i mean there's there's nothing uh, for me if i don't like a book i'm I'm disappointed because i haven't liked it i you know i haven't liked the i haven't liked it and i haven't got on, on with it because my ultimate aim is to like books and just to. Uh, transmit that how much i enjoyed that book to everybody else and go this is what i liked everybody can read it come on come on come on yeah exactly
0: (laughs) i'll give you five (laughs) dollars to read
1: this book yeah
0: i will buy this book for you um yeah i wish i had the money to do that and just tell people you know i will give you a dollar if you'll read this book please um (laughs) and
1: you know that's that's that's, just, That's the it's, ultimate aim, isn't
0: it? It's just the best part about doing what we do is just, you know, getting those books that we loved noticed and, you know, yeah. which is which is why I tend to stick with the the self-published and in indie books is, you know, because my aim is to get those books that I love noticed. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I read quite a lot of independent and self-published authors you know so obviously sometimes they don't get the necessary publicity because they haven't got a company behind them so if i can put a little bit of a two penneth worth in and get people on board that's brilliant you know that's what i want to do
0: well on that note i think we should probably end this because our our time's almost up um It'll record cool. for an hour at a time. So um, I have had the funnest time talking with you today. I hope that we will get to have you back at some point.
1: Um, well, thank you very much for having me.
0: I, I hope you had a good time as well. and I will Yeah, get... it was wonderful. Good. And I will get this um, published and I'll get you tagged on Twitter and everything. So I will talk to you soon.
1: Yeah,
0: thank you very much for having me. It's been really enjoyable.
1: Thank you. Have a good day. Thank you. Bye. Bye.